0: is over when the final buzzer sounds the analysis ends when you say it does this is overtime open line interviews analysis and your opinion oilers hockey is brought to you by freeson brothers and now the heartland ford overtime open line here's reed wilkins on oilers radio
1: six thirty, chad Mel Nurse at his own blue line to Kulak through the middle. Nice pass. Here's Pugliarvi. Scott! Yes, and Pugliarvi was going down the right wing. He fires that one past Forsberg, and the Oilers are up 4-3. What a goal by Pugliarvi.
2: The Bison King nets the game winner as the Edmonton Oilers win again. The final today, 6-3 in Ottawa against the Senators. The Oilers 9-0-2 in their last 11 games, 30-18-5 on the season. It was 3-3 after two, and then Pugliarvi... Ryan and Nugent Hopkins score in the third some other storylines in this one clean Coston appeared to suffer a left wrist injury he left the game about halfway through the third and really tough to see Sen's goalie Anton forsberg be taken off on a stretcher after Nugent Hopkins scored with 523 left in the third Reed Wilkins Rob Brown happy Saturday afternoon Heartland Ford overtime open line well Rob a few things to talk about and as I said not all of them you know happy you don't like seeing players hurt regardless of what team uh, they, they play for and especially the Forsberg one appeared to be quite serious but in terms of the game flow good for Ottawa to 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 get in it late in the third it was 3-3 going to the third period but really all Edmonton in the final 20
3: minutes it it was and what you like about it it was all Edmonton but it wasn't on the back of Connor or or Leon or Nuge uh, or Kane or Hyman Uh, Pujarvi scores the game winner on a, a wonderful play by Kulak. Actually, both Kulak and Day are a, a wonderful job in their own zone, separating the Senators from the puck. Kulak gets it up, he hits Poolyarvi with the, the, shot, the breakaway. He scores. And then Ryan, on another nice play by Kulak, going to the net. So it, it's hard playing the Edmonton Oilers when you've got the two best players in the world and they've got a supporting cast with Hyman, Kane, RNH. Uh, it's almost impossible to beat the Oilers when they get depth scoring from a McLeod, a Arvey, a Derek Ryan. The Oilers' stars are going to get points. And tonight, uh, I think they had seven between Leon Connor and, and Hyman. So if if they're always going to get their points, you've got to play perfect hockey against the rest of the team. And what we've seen over this last little stretch where the Oilers have gone onto this nice little roll is every game there seems to be someone... Doing something special in the bottom six. Coming out of the press box, a Poliarvi scoring goal. Fogel coming out of the press box, scoring a goal. Uh, we've seen Ryan in his limited minutes continue to add uh, offense. So this just makes the Oilers that much tougher and out. Because you can play a perfect game against the team stars. Now other guys come in there and, and, and take away points. In the third period tonight, it was Ryan and Poliarvi's goals. That were the ones that were the difference in this hockey game. So that's good on the Edmonton Oilers.
2: And Pulleyarvey playing because Fogel got hit with a puck in the game in Philadelphia on Thursday. We're pretty sure that's why he wasn't able to go tonight. Now, despite what you're saying McDavid was outstanding. Yes. He has a certainly. goal. He has a goal and two assists. He's up to ninety seven points on the season. This was the Oilers' 53rd game of the season. He has 25 points over the course of a 15-game point streak. He opens the scoring 218 into the game. He sets up McLeod shorthanded with 442 left in the second, and then he assisted on the Nugent Hopkins goal in the goal melt scramble.
3: Well, it's funny. Uh, when Connor scored early in the game, you said to me, Connor might get his 100th point by the end of this weekend, which meant he needed, what is it, six points in the two games. And then we're both going, well, actually, the way it's going right now, he might get it tonight. Uh, Connor was Connor. Uh, He gets up for certain games more so, it seems, than others. And he's great in those other ones. And then he has this super special type of game. And tonight we saw a couple uh, wonderful individual efforts and none better than the the shorthanded goal. Uh, He loses an opportunity for a breakaway. Yet tracks down the Ottawa Senators' best player, Shabbat, knocks him off the puck, plays keep away from him, and a second Ottawa Senator, then a behind the back, no look pass to McLeod right on the blade for an open net goal. Uh, Connor, that's the thing with Connor, you think you're, you're in a safe place. And Shabbat, with the puck on his stick in his own zone, thinks, I'm good. I got Connor where I want, he's behind me, I got control of the puck. And five seconds later, you're watching him celebrate a goal. Uh, Connor McDavid was excellent this game. He's continuing on with the strong play on on this road trip. Uh, it seems like every night he steps over the boards he has the ability to have a special moment. And tonight he had a couple of them.
2: So the Oilers win 6-3 in Ottawa. That means the Japanese Village goal light is on on 630 Ched.com. Head there now, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location, 3975 Calgary Trail. Jack Campbell gets the win. He stops 26 out of 29. He has won his last nine starts. Mm-hmm. So a great run for Campbell continues. And. During the game, TSN's Chris Johnston uh, reported on Twitter that trade talks between the Oilers and Sharks have restarted about Eric Carlson, which is interesting. Carlson, 32 years old, 70 points in 53 games. Incredible. A good chance to win the Norris Trophy or certainly going to be a finalist, you would think. Um, His salary is is a big one, $11.5 million. I, I mean... Even if the Sharks kept half, that's still 5.75. So you're moving players and probably prospects uh, uh, well, and, and picks.
3: Yeah, and and it's not 5.7 extra this year. It's He's got three more years after this season. Uh, I still, I mean, you can have all the rumors you want. I, I cannot see this being possible. Uh, And it's funny, when we've seen a lot lately from Ken Holland talking about money in, money out, whatever we bring in, we gotta get rid of. So even if they retain half the salary, it's almost $6 million you gotta get out of your own budget to be able to bring him in. I honestly, I don't see this happening, but I hope I'm wrong. One of my favorite players that I've watched in the last number of years, Eric Carlson, incredibly skilled. But wow, that would really change things. Right now you got the best power play in the league, Carlson comes in, all of a sudden Tyson Berry's probably not on your power play. Uh, If you got on your right side, if you get a Carlson coming in, well, who's out of your lineup, Bouchard or Berry?
2: Well, it's one of those, if there is a trade, trade. one of those guys would have to be in the deal, I would think.
3: Because, or you'd be sitting one of those guys in the stands, and I don't think, I mean, it's a waste having a young kid, Bouchard, in the stands, and Berry, that's a lot of money sitting in the press box. So I would think one of those would be gone. I don't see the... San Jose Sharks wanting Barry, not because he's not great, but if you're rebuilding, uh, you don't rebuild with 30-some-year-old defensemen, one of the reasons they're getting rid of Carlson. So, to me, a Bouchard would be going the other way. I still, I, I find that shockingly hard to believe that that trade would be happening.
2: Alright, it's $600 to 630 Chad Santa's anonymous today from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They are filling the net with $100 every time the Oilers score. It's 6-3 Edmonton this afternoon in Ottawa. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft.
4: Philadelphia game, we checked hard, only gave up one goal in regulation that game, but we wanted uh, to come into this game and make sure we had a mindset of playing playing a difficult brand of hockey. I thought, um, you know, our, I thought our special teams were good. Yeah, we found goals up and down the lineup. Um, you know, um, they're they're a difficult team to play against, and uh, credit to them because they have some dangerous people. But we found a way to get it done in the third period, so I was quite pleased with the result.
5: Yeah, you have to like the way that your team put the game to rest.
4: Yeah, yeah, I thought, you know what. Uh, we're up 3-1 there um, they they got a really dangerous power play and, and they scored a goal off our stick off their skating in what are you going to do about that it's just one of those things and and then we thought we could have handled the, the third one better we just talked about how we wanted to crank it up there in the third period and went out and Jesse scored a huge goal for our team you know I thought it was great I don't know if any anyone saw but the reaction of his teammates when he scored that goal um, you know I think I think that shows how close our team is, and how everyone was so very happy for him, and uh, his teammates and coaches included. Him, hes like—it's kind of like he scores that goal. You see the team, the the, the celebration at the end. Connor was kind of giving him a couple of shots. I mean. Uh, People want him to succeed. Yeah. I mean, he's a very likable person. He, you know, he does a lot of uh, good things on the ice. Um, you know, when we go with 11-7, uh, there's a lot of benefits to it. One of the hard things about it is that it means some some good forwards don't get in the lineup. Uh, that's through no issue of his or anything like that. And tonight we felt, um, you know, we wanted to insert him back in the lineup. And he went out there and scored a huge goal. And as I said, his teammates and his uh, coaching staff for are super excited for him. It was a huge goal for our team, and uh, I thought he played a really good game. Zach Hyman didn't look good after what happened. He just was out here saying he, he just kind of feels sick about it. But, I mean, it's the game. He got pushed in, and it, he just felt bad about the way it all sort of happened. Yeah, um, you know, our thoughts and uh, our thoughts and are certainly with their goaltender. I mean, that it didn't it didn't look good. Um, but it's not, you know, it's you know the pucks, are the mad scramble in the crease. Uh, we got pushed in, and, and um, you know, unfortunately, he was injured. So we're thinking about him and um, sending good vibes his way for sure. Former uh, member of our organization, so certainly uh, the players, coaches, and managers here are sending good thoughts his way. Good, thanks, guys.
2: That's Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Oilers, after they beat the Senators 6-3. So big scramble, and the Oilers almost scored a couple of times. Then Nugent Hopkins gathers in the puck and flips in his 24th, and right away you could tell Anton Forsberg was not doing great and looked like a leg injury and uh, he had to be taken off the ice on a stretcher.
3: Well, you knew it was serious for a few reasons before the stretcher even came out. Hyman, as soon as the goal went in, Hyman looked down at the goalie and pointed at the refs and then pointed at the goalie. He's hurt. Uh, When a, a player gets hurt, normally there's the initial scare and then most guys will shake it off. You saw Kostin tonight leave the ice with possibly an injury to the wrist. And it's the scare at first, then, okay, let's get off the ice. Uh, you're in a little bit of shock at first, but now, okay. But when a goaltender or any player stays down for an extended period of time in the type of pain he was in, and it was obvious to anyone here watching how much pain he was in, then you worry about something serious. And I've seen lots of players that have had you know, ACL or t- those type of injuries. They're still able to get off the ice. Now, I know it's a little more awkward for a goaltender, a lot of pads. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then you start worrying that something break, and the only thing right now is broken everyone's heart, seeing what he had to go through, taking off on the stretcher. Uh, You hope it's not as serious as it appears to be, but it certainly appears it is something that is quite serious, that uh, definitely, as much as this was a nice win, and I know the Oilers are pretty excited about it, you heard the reporter talk about the fact that uh, a player like Hyman is shook up that he was and just a small part of what happened there in the injury. And it does take a little bit of the excitement of the win away. When you see a player on the opposition go down with that kind of serious injury
2: and, uh, Koston appeared to be, uh, well, he was hurt. I guess we'll find out if he's injured. Um, he fell into the boards and we weren't sure what happened at first and then there was a great shot from the corner and you could see his left arm from the elbow down go straight into the boards and he looked like he was holding a wrist. Now Woodcroft didn't have an update there um, but what did you think of the way Costin went off?
3: Well, again he went off holding his wrist and straight down the tunnel Uh, when a player does that they know it's something it's not something. When a player's like, okay, I'm going to sit on the bench, see if this can go away. And sometimes the, the pain doesn't, and you eventually have to go to the down to the dressing room. But you always want to give it that chance. Maybe it's just a stinger. Maybe the, the feeling will come back in a second. Uh, but when it's, and I've broken thumbs, I've broken hands, when you know it's broken, you know it's broken. And you leave and you go down, it's like, okay, I'm not wasting any time sitting on the bench. I want to immediately see a doctor and see what it is. So, again, you hope it's not. But just the, the way it happened and the way that it was, it was just the, the look on his face like, oh, all right, I'm going to the dressing right now, we'll deal with it there.
2: Okay, so the Oilers win at 6-3. Also this afternoon, as we go to the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals, or new new semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Mike Matheson scored in overtime. Canadians beat the Islanders 4-3. Edmonton at Montreal tomorrow. Our coverage starts at 9 a.m. The game's at 10.30 in the morning. Calgary fell behind 2-0 against the Sabres, but they dominated the entire game, winning at 7-2. The Red Wings knock off the Canucks 5-2. The Predators win in overtime 2-1 against The Flyers, Duchesne, got the winner. 34 seconds into the three-on-three. Lightning beat the Stars 3-1. And about four minutes into the game, no score, Washington and Boston. A few games coming up tonight, including the Leafs will be playing the Blue Jackets. And the Jets will take on the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Oilers win 6-3 over the uh, Ottawa Senators as they are 9-0-2 in their last 11 games. We got more post-game reaction coming. You'll hear from McDavid, Hyman, and Pugliarvi. And, of course, you can chime in as well. Our hotline is 780-496-0063. It's presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. You're listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed
1: Wilkins. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Zub will get it around the boards. It doesn't get out. Kept in by Kulak. He'll shoot it towards the net. Forsberg steers it aside. Stand in front to Hyman. Couldn't get a shot through. Hyman gets it back. To dry subtle Side of the goal looking for McDavid. He scores! Connor McDavid banked it off of Forsberg and in. And it's one
2: nothing Edmonton. Well, that's the goal that got it started this afternoon. Connor McDavid's 42nd of the season. 218 into the game. Drysdale and Hyman assisted. That was Hyman's 300th point. Hyman would later score on a penalty shot as the Oilers beat Ottawa 6-3. McDavid had a couple of assists as well. He's up to 97 points on the year. Here he is.
5: Connor, maybe just break down what you saw on that uh, assist to Ryan McLeod from your perspective um yeah i just
6: you know i kind of was on shabbat right away and i uh, was just trying to get the puck back somehow and make a chance and um yeah got it back and you know i didn't like the look i was going to get and just tried to find i saw him skating up the ice hard and i just tried to find him on the backside. did you see the cloud uh When did you see my guess and you thought okay I've got some help here I might have a second option. I saw him when I kind of turned up when I turned turned up and then I saw him kind of bust the back door and just tried to throw it over there and I think a little bit lucky I think
5: Shabbat actually played it well and kind of think it just kind of went through him but. Was that kind of the rebound game that the team needed after the Philadelphia game? Uh, yeah. You know, we knew the
6: Sens were playing really well before the break, um, you know, and we we're really gaining some momentum and, um, you know, we didn't know what to expect. You know, they hadn't played in a long time. We tried to get on them early and you know, we got off to a little bit of a lead and um, they did a great job battling back. It's not easy to do that after a 12 day break. So
5: credit to them. And you know, we got contributions from all over, all over the lineup today. And um, you know, it was really big. Two shorthand goals for this team as well. How big is the penalty kill been over this like 12, 11 game stretch where this team's got points? Yeah, really big. Um, you know, we've been
6: winning teams, get contributions up and down the lineup and uh through all three through through all three uh you know areas of the game, you know, the power play, the penalty kill and, and, and five on five and um you know we've been doing that and we've been getting good goaltending as well and um, you know that helps a lot. What goes through your mind when you see a goalie going off on a stretcher? I know he's on the other team, but time you see anybody going off on the stretcher it doesn't really matter who it is it's uh, always uh sickening um you know obviously we're feeling for him we're hoping he's okay um you know we we, we had him at camp i think uh, a few years ago so no i'm just just uh just got to talk to him a little bit but um you know feeling for him and um and their team it's always uh, it's always tough when something
2: like that happens okay that's Connor mcdavid as the Oilers win six three in Ottawa, and he was uh, asked about that 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 setup to McLeod for the shorthanded goal. So the Oilers power play allowed a goal tonight, which they haven't done a lot lately. But in this stretch of going nine zero and two, they uh, have been scored on three times while killing a penalty. But with two shorthanded goals today, they've scored four times. <laughs> so they're actually plus one while killing a penalty over the last eleven games. Their
3: penalty killing's been excellent. Uh, it is, and they. The one thing you want is penalty killers. You want guys that are smart, that can read the play, because of the, the offensive players are very creative. So you got to be able to understand where you're supposed to be at all times. But the other thing you want is speed. And when you have the speed that the Oilers have, and you have a McDavid or a Kane or a McLeod, when there is a turnover, the way most teams play power plays with one guy up and two guys on the sides. If there's a turnover, it's a lo- there's a lot of odd man breaks. And if you've got a guy with speed, you can beat players down the ice. And uh, we've seen that a number of times this year where the Oilers turn uh, a turnover in their own zone into an odd man break shorthanded simply because they got guys that read the play and are fast and then get up there. And on that one, good on McLeod, the Ottawa Senator Ford coming back played it poorly. He attacked McDavid when McDavid was already engaged. Uh, with Shabbat, and that left McLeod wide open, and the best thing about great players, if you're you know, playing with them, you know that when the pass is made to you, it's going to be in the right spot, and McLeod uh, the goaltender Forsberg got across fast but McLeod, the puck was on his stick he didn't have to stick, lead, stick handle he didn't have to move his body to, to readjust, it was in the perfect spot he put it in the back of the net and uh, one of the prettier goals that we've seen this year, and one of the uh, the prettier goals that Connor McDavid has set up in his time here with Edmonton.
2: alright nine six zero zero six three. We have Big Bad Joe
7: standing by. Hi, Joe, go ahead. Hey, you guys. Uh, it's a pleasure to listening always to you guys. And uh, you, uh Reed, you're really lucky to have uh, Rob on your side because, you know what, it's a pleasure to listening to him because he knows his hockey so well and he analyzes fun uh, like no one else does but uh thank you you very much i appreciate that yeah what you saw in the uh flyers game the last 10 minutes the Oilers that you know they got the legs moving and you know they were you know and today it was just you know what they didn't do nothing wrong they played well i have to give kudos to uh ottawa because they played a fantastic game also and uh I think you know what down the stretch, man. We are really good, and I was a bit shocked when when you guys mentioned that they were gonna go after Carlson because, you know, I don't see, I don't, I, I would love him on my team, but you know, I would not, I would not mess with what's going on. And then the last thing I'd like to point out to you guys is, fun when they got that uh, power play by the end of the game, you know what? The Woodcroft put out the second unit, and you know what? That is so good for the for the team, though, because those guys, you know, they deserve it. And you know what? I I see them bring the cup home, though. You know, I have said that to Bob uh, Staubato. You know what? They're going to bring the cup home because, holy cow, man, they play so, uh, they play well, you know? And I'm, I'm not a guy who worries.
2: <laughs> well that's good you might as well well there's enough that's, to worry about in the world you might that, as well that's get the
3: best kind of oiler fan yeah. is one that doesn't worry uh, i mean a, a, the point about carlson we're not saying that we think he's coming here Raid said that there was there's
2: t- and again as i always say gms talk all the time and who knows maybe mike Greer called ken holland back and said oh do you want to look at this again i want to, i want your next 10
3: first round draft picks and the, th- the th- and you made it the, the caller made a good point there too the others have the best power play in the league and they're about to set a record for the amount of years in a row mm-hmm. at this level tyson barry has been the point man on that power play for the majority of the time now if you get eric carlson automatically he's going on your first power play unit. Now, Eric Carlson is going to win the Norris this year. He's an incredible player. He's a little bit different than Tyson Berry. Now, does that fit well into the mess that you already have? Their power play is so good. Do you mess up your power play? Bringing Eric Carlson in. So I, I, well, I don't I know don't if know. he could mess it up. But. Well, well, you, you can go from <laughs> being 31% down to 28%. I don't know. I just, it, it, I just find it hard to believe that you could make, first of all, work, at 11.5 million. And that it, I just can't see it getting done. I, I really can't. And again, the Oilers score enough goals. Eric Carlson is an offensive defenseman. The Oilers, Oilers don't have a problem scoring goals. I'd be surprised if that was the player they went after.
2: More of your calls after the two o'clock news. you will also going to hear from Zach Hyman and the Puliarvi. Brian gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. He took the under for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. Combined points for Dry and Stutzla. I set the line at two and a half, Dry two assists, Stutzla, no points. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line.
0: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. Oh, here we go. Kane and Kachuk, they've got the gloves off. They're going to go right at the Ottawa blue line. They hook up. Kane lands a left. Kachuk throws a couple rights. Oh, Kane with a bunch of right hands. And down. of
2: the effort between Evander Kane and Brady Kachuk as they drop the mitts. Kane versus Kachuk. That is your crunch of the game for Cougar Paint Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. That was Evander Kane's first fight as an oiler. In fact, his first fight in a little over three years, January of 2020. So I know and a few people asked me along the way, said... Well, is he going to fight when he gets back from the wrist injury? Well, yes, he will. He'll just wait a few games.
3: And not only will he fight, he'll go after one of the brothers that he doesn't like. He's not a big fan of the Kachuk brothers. We saw that last year in the playoffs. Uh, That's a fight that you rarely see star players going at it. And uh, Kachuk is the star and the centerpiece of the Ottawa Senators. Kane's a star with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, but they are both a couple of big boys that play ga- play the game the right way and the tough way. So it is a, a confidence boost, I would imagine, for Evander Kane. It's, not, it's always going to be part of his game. It's not a, a big part as much anymore because he's too valuable on the ice. But when you play the way that he does, when you play with edge, every once in a while you have to drop your gloves. So I'm sure he feels pretty good that uh, the arm held up and... He was able to come back and finish the game and play very, very well.
2: Six-three. The Oilers win at nine-zero and two in their last eleven, and again, just an awesome road record. Seventeen-seven and two away from Rogers' place. Seven-eight-zero-four-nine-six-zero-zero-six-three. We have Sir Robert on the line. Hey, Sir Robert, go ahead.
8: Hey guys, how you doing? Good. I, a, I want to start with a question for Rob, and then I have a couple points. Uh, I guess my question is: I mean, the Oilers—they're on a—they're uh, on this nice little run here, nine-zero and two in their last eleven. What do you think it is about the Oilers in the first half of the season that maybe that maybe we don't see this kind of run till later
3: on? Do you think it's maybe? It, well, uh, to me, it's simple: uh, commitment to detail, commitment to defense. Earlier in the season, they were scoring goals, but they were giving up too many grade A scoring chances. They were giving up slot shots they were giving up odd man breaks because they were as i say anticipating others say cheating they were they were looking for offense first uh since Christmas they've played much better defensively they are taking what they're given. They're not forcing plays. They're still scoring, but they're not giving up the grade eight chances against. So to me, it's that simple. The Oilers have been a much better defensive team since Christmas. It's allowed them to to have this run up the standings.
8: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I uh, I do. Uh, I certainly do agree with that. Now, uh, I guess on to my points. They just. Uh, I just have a couple. They're uh, fairly quick. Uh, nice to see. Uh, uh, yes, he got a goal. and He uh, hasn't played a hasn't played a ton. Nice to see him score uh, score the winner today. And then uh, uh, one more quick one. I thought uh, I thought Campbell was good. I thought maybe the thought maybe the third goal was a bit of a tough one. Good, but I but I, I couldn't tell if it uh, if it maybe uh, uh, deflected off the stick of the defender and then went straight up. But either way, Campbell's on a nice run. So. See if uh, see if they can keep this going tomorrow in uh, uh, Montreal. I think, well, personally, I think uh, uh, I mean Montreal. It's another game they they should win. Much like I mean, uh, much like the game was against Philly. So we'll just have to just have to see if the uh, second half of the back to back and three and four. I guess we'll have to see how much effect that really has.
2: All right, thanks, Sir Robert. I think also. This and I agree with you, Rob. It's it, attention to detail. They're not giving up as many uh, great a score chances. I, I, they're getting good goaltending. Um... I, again, I always talk about the QO, the quality of the opponent. The, you yep, know true. where the Oilers are; they should beat the teams in the bottom ten or twelve most of the time. Not every time, and even the teams they've lost to in this run, they got points because they got it into overtime. So a, a bunch of things are, are clicking, but it is promising. You know, hopefully, Costin's not too uh, too shaken up. Hopefully, Fogle's not too shaken up after taking that puck the other night. So uh, good stretch here for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Is now they're a point behind Vegas for first in the Pacific Division, Edmonton up to 65 points in 53 games. Vegas, 66 in 53 games. Uh, Seattle's right there with 63 points. Uh, LA's at 63. Calgary's at 60. So still six points between first and fifth in the Pacific Division. So that's pretty fun to watch.
3: Well, it is. And this is so funny how the, the Oilers start to this even wasn't what they expected because this Oilers team is on this incredible run, yet they're still just in the thick of it. Like, they're not moving themselves uh, to the top of the the pacific and, and separating themselves so as well as good as this run has been the others can't have a lull. they can't come out of this and then have a five and five uh, 10 game segment, or all of a sudden they're back down there fighting for that wild card spot. Uh, we watched you and I, as we were watching the Oilers today, we watched the Calgary Flames playing at the same time. And at one time, I believe the shots were like 35 to 4 for the Flames and a big 7 2 victory for them. Uh, there's the Flames aren't going to go away. The LA Kings, every time you think they're going to fall off, they get a big win. Vegas Gold Knights, a ton of injuries. They just had a big win on the road. So the Oilers' run has put them in the uh, talk for winning a division and possibly going for the conference uh, first place. Uh, but they also know that if they have any little bobble, there's a bunch of other teams that are sitting there right there as well.
2: Zach Hyman today. Had an assist on McDavid's goal in the first period. That was his 300th NHL point. And then he scored on a penalty shot in the second period, his 27th of the season. He was hooked by DeBrinkat going in alone off a great pass from dry Settle That ties his career high. Back to Ottawa. Here's Hyman.
4: That, uh, that, that that awkward? fall I know I saw a shot of you on the bench you kind of looked like oh my gosh I mean you didn't get well, it's awkward I mean I don't know what you sort of felt about the push from yeah. behind that made you land on the keeper
9: oh it's awful I mean I, you, know, you hear him go down and you hear him in pain so and I was like, I can't do anything I was I couldn't do anything I'm, I'm stuck on him because there's a guy who's on top of me pushing me in right so I I watch, if you watch the replay I go by I try to avoid him and then all of a sudden I get a cross check in the back and then so it's uh, I don't know it's it's not a fun play to be a part of you know I almost stopped playing there because um, you know I locked eyes and it was just in pain so I hope he gets better soon and uh, yeah just a tough tough play
5: um, as far as the game went that was probably about as complete an effort that you guys would have wanted maybe outside of the end of the first and second period there?
9: Yeah, I mean we gave up a lead, um, so that's not fun, right? I think it was 3-1 lead we gave up, but uh, good bounce back. Soup was great. Um, big team win. Um, did you already have your kind of your penalty
5: shot picked out, or was that a kind of just a reaction in the moment?
9: Uh, I mean, I like one of the backhand on breakaways, so just kind of thought that would be the, the first move. But if I saw something else and I go down there, you kind of react. But uh, I was there and it went in, so it was good. Uh, and now 300 points for you in your career maybe just looking back did you when you took a while to get to the NHL Did you think you'd get to this kind of point? Um, I don't think you think about it too much you just kind of go out there and play and um, When you're a young guy in the league you just try to earn your spot every single day and then as you get older You just try to get better and just kind of continue to progress Is that something you just kind of think about more at the end of your career rather
5: than in the moment?
9: Yeah, first time I heard about it was when Jean told me in, in, in intermission. So uh, you just kind of go out there and play, and you know everybody wants to win a Stanley Cup. That's all you really think about is is getting to that goal, and uh, all the rest is is stuff that you know you do along the way to make it happen.
5: Do you uh, ever get surprised with what McDavid does? I know you play alongside him, mm-hmm. and you get that goal, the shorthanded goal that he
9: sets up. Does anything surprise you ever with what he can do? I mean, he's the best player in the world, so you just pushes the envelope and um i don't know if you're surprised necessarily but i think you're always kind of amazed and it's you know only, only he can do those types of things and it's uh it's fun when you're on his side uh, there was a lot of talk about
5: the penalty kill earlier in the year uh it's been excellent lately plus two short-handed
9: goals this year how big has that been for this team yeah huge uh we gave one up obviously but i think we got one from uh, Potter, from Connor's play, and then I think the yards might have been as the time was expiring on the four-on-four. so good.
2: That is Zach Hyman, who's today's fourth star of the game for Jandell Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retail. McDavid, first star. Kulak, second star. A couple of nice assists for Kulak today. And uh, Jake Sanderson, the third star from the Ottawa Senators. He's a good
3: skater, eh? Oh, he's a wonderful skater. He skates a lot like his father. I got to play with his dad, Jeff. Uh, in Hartford, uh, I've known Sandy for years, I actually Jake Sanderson, he and my son played together I don't know if it was initiation or novice hockey years and years ago uh, I'm not sure I would have picked him to be a star in the National Hockey League at that point but a uh, wonderful player, and again we talk about injuries, we talk about Forsberg we talk about and, Uh Jake Sanderson didn't finish the game as well yeah. So this was, as much as it was an entertaining game and fun to watch and a big win for the Oilers, uh, there are three players that did not finish the hockey game, so you hope that it's nothing serious for those three players.
2: Okay, the Oilers take it 6-3. Jesse Pugliarvi had the winner this afternoon. You'll hear from him as we bring you back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins.
1: On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bouchard on the left wing for pauly into the Ottawa end. Right wing for Kane. Now to the slot, but that was behind Barry, and it's a breakaway pass. And here comes Broussard. Broussard, the shot. Oh, the save made by Campbell. And up the right wing, it's cleared out by Barry. they will go down the ice, icing against the Oilers. Huge save by Jack Campbell off of Derek Broussard.
2: Broussard, who was briefly an Edmonton Oiler last season, denied on a breakaway with 15.48 left in the second period. It was 2 1 Oilers at the time. They go on to win 6 3. That's Campbell's save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. So Campbell has won his last nine starts. He is now 17 8 and 1 on the season. Stops 26 out of 29 today. As, uh, yeah, I, I probably the, the the second goal. Okay you'd like to stop that for sure but uh, overall I thought he had a pretty good game
3: well it's funny doesn't it seem like such a long time ago that Campbell was playing two out of 16 games who was just mainly practicing and he was relegated as the guy sitting with the ball cap on on the bench you know nine straight wins he's making big saves at big moments and there's always going to be goals that goalies want back it doesn't matter if it's the best goalie in the league or a third stringer playing because of injuries uh, it's just how you respond to them. It's when you make the big saves. If you take away, uh, or you, you you stand up in a moment where the team really needs you, and I think Campbell's done that as of late. So uh, a nice problem for the Edmonton Oilers. They've got two goaltenders. They've got to try to find time for both of them, but more so than any time that oh god i'm thinking i've been this is my 17th year i think with the oilers and i'm not sure if i can remember a time where the Oilers had two goaltenders playing this well at the same time and, and feeling that com- comfortable and confident that i could put either goalie in and feel that i'm getting a quality start so the Oilers right now everything seems to be going right for them
2: they had really good goaltending when they broke the playoff drought in 16-17 now talbot played 73 games <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, so was, you had one you had one guy
3: <laughs> So I'm just saying, right, right now, we're, it's one of those things where each and every game, you're like, who should they start tonight? And you're like, well, I don't know if you can go wrong. And the coaching staff can now talk, he can look at who has the more rest, who plays better in this building, who's better at daytime game, nighttime game, all these kinds of things you can think about simply because both goaltenders are giving you quality stars game in, game out.
2: That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. We should uh, dive a little deeper into these plays. up uh, Brett Kulak two uh, really nice plays to get assists in the third period on the other's fourth and fifth goals.
3: Yeah, it's cool at the the moments that it came in the game. It wasn't uh, in the second period of a 6-1 blowout. It was when the game was on the line. Uh, the first one, the Pugliarvi one, it was made, it started in his own end with a really nice defensive play. And f- jumping up and finding the Pugliarvi in stride and the pass was perfect. That's a pass that we see, with a uh, common occurrence when Leon Dreisettle makes a play. It's always on the stick, right at the right time, and the player continues in stride. And, you know, here's Kulak making the play, and then the other one uh, putting in a position for Derek Ryan going to the net so that Ryan – I mean, it's not, not a grade-A scoring position that Ryan was in, but Kulak put the puck that Ryan was the only one that was going to be able to get a whack at it. He kept it away from the Ottawa defender. So uh, Kulak, again, there's talk in media and in fans that the others are going to pick up help at the deadline uh kulak would be one of those players it would be saying hey all right you can bring up whatever you want you can go get in the trade but uh, i want to solidify my role here with the edmonton oilers and he was very very good tonight or today and he's been very very good all season long
2: oilers win 6-3 in ottawa game winner Puliarvi, early in the third period here's yesi
5: Jesse how important of a goal was that for you to, to help the team with
10: a big game winning goal team? yeah I think it was really important goal and uh, really for sleep score long t- uh, it's not not every game what did you think of your team's third period in particularly how you guys really took over that game in the third yeah, I think period? It was the third period was great uh, we did uh, give a lot for Ottawa and yeah take couple
5: of goals there and get the points home could you maybe just describe how you saw your goal when you before you took the shot yeah I uh, have I saw
10: the space there uh, and Kulak gave me really 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 good pass and
5: yeah and then I had good shot there uh, how big is it getting a win after the result in Philadelphia where you maybe left a point on the board
10: yeah of course uh, every point is really important and uh, We take those and uh, uh, tomorrow is again game so we hopefully we play good tomorrow again. Do you like matinee games or is it more or is it a little bit more difficult? I think it's pretty pretty fun Uh, so we have time to do now a little bit else and it's not midnight. You uh, You had a big
4: smile on your face. Uh, During the game you smile a lot actually but particularly after a goal Can you talk about how much you enjoy uh, just your team the teammates and just being with the Oilers?
10: Yeah, it was really fun to be again at the lineup and try to really help the team somehow and Yeah, it was fun to come come here and uh, get a couple points and it was fun to score too (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, you can see Pugliarvi's big reaction after he got that goal. His fifth of the season, Kulak and Nurse with the helpers made it 4-3. Edmonton, 3 5 into the third, and the Oilers go on to win it 6-3. McDavid got his 42nd. Hyman is 27th. McLeod is 10th. Ryan, his eighth. First road goal for Ryan this season, and Nugent Hopkins put it away. Power play goal, 24th goal of the season for him late in the third period. Anton Forsberg hurt on that play. No update from him from the Ottawa Senators. Okay, we're right... Back at it tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Faceoff show, puck drop at 10:30. Oilers at Canadians. Get more on the Oilers on 630chat.com or globalnews.ca. Big thanks to Andrew Connell, our studio producer this afternoon. Oilers Hockey, as always, presented by our friends at Friesen Brothers. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 6-3 win for Edmonton in Ottawa. 9-0-2 in their last 11, 30-18-5 on the season. Have a great day.